0: Coming up next on today's show, we're going to talk about success and wealth in the kingdom of God. And I'm telling you, this show is going to bless you. You don't want to turn it. If you've been thinking about how you really can access that which rightfully belongs to you, I'm going to show you what your rights are. And what I say today just may change your life and your positional status in getting kingdom wealth. I'm Pastor Fred, and this is Winning in Life.
1: Welcome to Winning in Life with Frederick Leon. A teaching ministry made possible by the friends and partners of Victorious Life Ministries. Our goal is to ride you with an understanding of God's grace and empower you to live life as a champion. So listen to this message and get ready to start winning in life.
0: Well, thank you for joining me on today's broadcast. I am Frederick Leon. This is Winning in Life. And man, do we have a show for you this week. I am here to announce to you that there are some things we've done wrong about access and the wealth of God, but we're going to correct it and we're going to get suited and fitted for every aspect of kingdom wealth that belongs to us. And I'm guaranteed that. I guarantee you, I say, I guarantee you that if you'll listen to this show this week, you're going to have a new concept, a new understanding of how God fitted you, requisite you, prepared you for the kingdom increase that belongs to you. And I'm going to tell you something that you've probably been doing. And I'm going to say it right here, right now that you've probably been doing and trying to get wealth. And that is, you've been trying to sow your way to wealth by using money, and I'm going to tell you right now on this broadcast that I'm going to show you why that is not correct. Stay tuned. I'm coming back for more, but before we get into this message, I know I got your attention, but we're going to pray first. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for every person in the sound of my voice. I thank you for every person, Father, listening in, tuning in. Father, I thank you that I speak your words and not my words. I thank you for the unadulterated, the engrafted word that goes into the heart of every person listening, and it begins to give them revelation, understanding as to what you have and what you want to do in and through them. Father, I abide in every demonic and satanic force that comes against this broadcast, that comes against the minds of your people, that comes against this word you said in your word that your word will not turn void. It will accomplish every purpose that you set forth to accomplish. Father, I believe that. We receive that. And I thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit shining in, breathing in on this broadcast. Now in Jesus' name, let everybody say amen. Hey, thank you. Bless God. Bless you. God bless you. You know, you are blessed. You are favored. You are marked by God. If you have confessed Jesus Christ as your personal savior, you are set up for success. But if you have not, there's a, there's, it's easy to do so. We can get you, we can take care of that on this broadcast. Uh, you need to know God loves you. God loves you and he has more for you. And more and more now, God is trying to show the people how much he loves them and how he has always had a heart for them from the very beginning. You know, the the difference is we've become religious. We've made Christianity a religion. And therefore, a lot of people haven't grown in the identity, the correct identity of what God says and who God says they are according to the word. I mean, we read the word. But many people don't do it for themselves. They go to church and they expect somebody to give them the word. And they listen to that, never getting an identity for themselves because they didn't really go read for themselves. You see, I spend my time in the word, not just so I can teach you and preach to you, but I seek God for myself. And I teach my children and my wife to do the same thing because he deserves that priority because I don't operate According to the dictates in the kingdom uh, that we live in called the earth system, I operate according to a kingdom and a system called the kingdom of God. It's a different system. And if I want to know how that system is supposed to operate, then I got to spend time with the one who created that system. That's that's God. That's my creator. That's my father. I got to spend time with him. I got to spend time with with his word. When we want to operate in the earth system and we want to understand how the stock market works, we don't just go and put money in the stock market without understanding how the stock market works, right? Because we are in another system. People that come to the United States have to spend time understanding how the United States, this country works, because it has its own system set up. You don't just get into another kingdom, another state, another government without understanding how that government operates. Likewise, we've made God and the kingdom of God, which we really haven't even talked about. We've made it more about a church. We've made it more about religion. We've done what the Sadducees and the Pharisees did in the word. Now, I'm not here to tear people down. I'm here to build you up. But we've got to start teaching who we are. And Jesus came saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What does that mean? The kingdom is at hand. Because there is everything you need in the kingdom of God. God has prepared for you from the beginning to the foundations of the world. To Everything you need, your success was imminent. Your success was prepared for you. Your success was set aside for you. Everything you need, your purpose, your your assignments was laid out for you. It was perfected for you. Everything God had designed for you was put in perfection. The Bible says he will perfect that which concerns you. He perfected it. Thousands of years ago. He perfected it in the before the foundations of the world. He knew what he wanted you to do. He knew how he wanted you to do. But we lost his presence. But thank God Jesus came, went to that cross to allow us to find ourselves again. And when we come before him, get to know him and accept him, we found ourselves again. And we're no longer... We shouldn't be the religious set anymore, but intimate personal relationship with God getting to know who we are as sons of the King, as priests and Kings in the kingdom of God, that's who you are. That's what you were prescribed as in the for the foundations of the world. When he placed you in that garden, he's put on you a tag and called you a king, called you an ambassador, called you a government representative and said, listen, all these things you'll go do, you'll be fruitful and you'll multiply. Being fruitful and multiply is your God-given right. And I don't care what anybody else has to say to you, you don't have to sow to do that. You, have, you you sow the word. That's what you have to sow. Now you give and you do what God says do in obedience to him. But if you're doing anything else to try to get God to do something he's already done, then you are out of kingdom order. Because as a citizen in the kingdom of God, I'm going to show you, God already prescribed for you to have all these benefits. The fallen man cut you off. Jesus resurrected, and when he resurrected, he restored you, redeemed you, and renewed you to the life you had as a government representative, as an ambassador, and a king in the kingdom of God. And that came with rights and benefits that said, when you do the will and the purposes of God— these things are added to you. That's why Matthew 6 and 33 is important. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. His righteousness is not religious. This is not religion. Righteousness is not doing good works. Righteousness is not acting like you holy. Righteousness is not acting like you got something going on you because you did something good today. You don't have to do good to be righteous. You may mess up every once in a while, and that doesn't make you righteous. Righteousness is a prescribed condition for being in right standing with the creator, right standing with God, right standing with your father. And right standing is saying, Jesus died for me, I received him, and now I'm saved. Jesus died for me, I received him, now I'm a king. Jesus died for me, now I receive him, and I am holy, Righteous, set apart to do the will that God prescribed for me in the beginning and the foundations of this world. Glory to God. Now, I'm sorry that I got a little excited, (laughs) but I'm telling you, we've been bamboozled. Then the enemy don't want us teaching kingdom principles. But I'm trying to show you there's a difference. We come down every time we come into a service. We try to do something that's already been done. I'm going to give God. I'm not saying giving to God. Don't allow him to give you increase and multiply back to you because part of your obedience is to do what God says do. And every time you obey God, there is fruits on that. God rewards you. He enlarges you because he says, I can give, I can give him more. Yeah, it gives you back to the access principle of accessing the kingdom of God, giving is a principle, therefore access. See, wealth is not about accumulating money. Wealth is not about accumulating riches. As I told you, there's intellectual wealth, spiritual wealth, emotional wealth. There's a lot of things from an ideal standpoint that creates wealth. He gives you the ability, the power to get wealth, access to resources things that's in heaven so that you can do what you need to do on the earth to represent the culture of heaven you see you're not poor when you can call on your father to who has the the ability and not just the ability but with one word and one command the doors are open for you he speaks to somebody on your behalf and favor is granted to you grace and favor operating on your behalf daily that is a part of your wealth that is a part of your culture that is a part of understanding your identity that god placed you in a kingdom and inside his place where he calls it the kingdom of god There is no lack. There is no sickness. There is no disease. There is not such thing called cancer because it is not a part of the culture. And when you walk in the culture, that means you walk in the presence. And when you walk in the presence of God, there is everything you need in the presence of God. Adam was in the presence. And because he was in the presence, everything he need was available to him. And all he had to do was speak the word because he was like God and God in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And God planted that image in Adam. He planted that image in Adam and he planted that image in you. And that's why you are always out trying to make yourself to be something that God says you already are. If you'll just learn how to exist in me, but we try to exist in ourselves. Rather than exist in him, and that is where the problem is. Luke chapter twelve, verse twenty nine, and seek not ye what you shall eat or what you shall drink. Neither be ye of a doubtful mind, for all of the, these things do the nations, nations of the Gentile, not not in the nations of the kingdom of God, but the Gentile, those who don't know me, they seek right. They seek these things. For all these things that the nations of the world seek after, the world seek after. And your father knoweth that you have need of these things. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God. Seek ye the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added to you. Seek ye the kingdom of God. God says you don't have to go looking for things. You don't have to go looking. You are part of the kingdom of God, and you don't have to serve God to get things. There are inalienable rights that rightfully belong to you, and success and prosperity is one of them. As a kingdom citizen, there are things that God has set aside for you. That's why he's telling you, seek me first. You're not going to find it. You're not going to know. You're not going to know the mysteries unless you seek him First, you're not going to be able to go out there and be a success on your own when you call God your father. I know there are other people in the world other people in the world another kingdom and they look like they're prospering there are other people in the world and they look like they got money there are other people in the world and they look successful they drive nice things but your success is not measured by the things you have your success is measured by the purpose you have and the purpose that you get yourself aligned with and I'm here to guarantee you that when you line up with the will of God and you line up with the purpose of the God and you step into your God-given purpose, there are access uh, rivers that are open up for you in the kingdom of heaven. Rivers, 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 rivers open up for you. Resources open up for you that you tap into. Screams that open up for you that you tap into and you now receive. Things coming to you that you can't explain, but it's because you gotten hooked up with the Father. It's because you got hooked up with His vision. It's because you got hooked up with the Word of God. A sword, so is the Word. He says, I'm telling you that it is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom over in Luke 12. Uh, Luke chapter 8, I'm sorry. So to them, that hearing they may they may, may hear, but not really be able to hear, and seeing they may see, but not really be able to see, because they don't know me. So, so is the word. What does he do first? He sows the word. What was given to you in the garden first? The first thing God gave you when he created you was his image that was full of the word, because in the beginning, was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God in the beginning. When God made you in the beginning, he made you full of his word, and he told Adam, everything you name, that's what they shall be named. That's what they're going to be called. You call things that be not as though they were. You call those things. I put them out there for you, but you call for them. You call it. You speak it man, I hope this is blessing you. If it ain't blessing you, it's blessing me. You were made to call it. You weren't made to beg for it. You weren't made to have to sit here night and day and toil for it. You were in the garden, in the presence. The first thing he gave you was his image. The second thing he gave you was his presence. You got to hear me. And we're trying to escape the presence because we're looking for a religious atmosphere. We're looking for some church atmosphere. But the first place that God gave you to put the well in was in his presence. And you didn't need no pastor. You didn't need no preacher. You didn't need no praise team to get that presence. It was yours. It was your given right. He walked with Adam. Now, I'm not telling you that that's not good to have that. We need that because he says forsake not the assembly of ourselves together. Don't forsake. That's where you get strong at. You learn the word when you don't really know the word. You learn from somebody like me who preaches the word and and tell you, you know, you need to go study the word for yourself and not just listen to somebody on the radio and not just listen to the pastor. He's there to help guide you and direct you and steer you, but not to live your life. You need to know who you are. And he can't do it all in one and a half hours on a Sunday morning or one hour on a Wednesday night. I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen. I know this this message might sound tough, but it's right. God's got something for you, and He's got a—I mean, He's got a whole lot that you haven't been able to access in. It's because you've been trying to pimp a system that ain't even got part of the kingdom of God's system. You're trying to give money and put God, put money in God's hand, and God says, "I don't need your money. I just need your faithfulness. I need your obedience. I need you to do your purpose." Now that may call for your money. I'm not saying it doesn't. Let's read, let's let's read on. Watch this. You'll see what I'm saying. But rather seek ye first the kingdom of God, verse 31, and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. I'm gonna read this in the amplified. Do not be seized with alarm and struck with fear. Verse 32, little flock, for this your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Do not be seized with alarm. He wants you to know you ain't, you don't have to be afraid. The kingdom belongs to you. The kingdom belongs to you. The kingdom. Belongs to you He's giving it to you So why you gotta sow to get something That's been given to you You don't You gotta sow the word You gotta speak what God says Because the culture of the kingdom of God Is sowing the word That's why it's the only thing You have to sow Now I'm not saying that the word Doesn't have money And increase tied to it It does But I'm trying to tell you that you're trying to do money first without sowing the word and getting to know God. You're trying to go and do something without doing the work. The work that you do first is getting to know God, seeking God. Then he gives you seed. He tells you things. He speaks things, mysteries, tells you where to be, where to go, put you in positional places and gives you a status in this earth to be able to influence on his behalf. Let me stop for a minute. Let me read to you the definition of a kingdom: the sovereign rulership, a governing authority of a king over his territory, princely national government, impacting it with his will, purpose, or intent, producing it with a group of people who express the king's culture, nature, and lifestyle. That's why you're here on Earth, so that you. Can impact this earth system with God's nature, culture, and lifestyle. Adam was supposed to impact the earth with God's nature, culture, and lifestyle. And part of that was in the presence of God. Because in the presence of God, he out in that presence where he dwell with God, he had the ability to speak like God and see manifestation like God instantaneously it didn't take all day it didn't take all night it didn't take it there was no time there was no time there was no time to cause his words to have to wait to be manifested there was no sickness and no disease revelant and rapid in the earth Sin at the time was not present. Daily he walked with his creator. Daily he walked with his father. Daily he walked with the one who created everything and gave him everything. And everything he needed was at his disposal. Therefore, everything you needed is at your disposal when you walk outside of of this earth system And enter in the presence of God Into the kingdom culture of God in the kingdom citizenship That belongs to you Which is in the kingdom of God And he tells you that the kingdom of God Is not something that you have to look and observe With your eyes because he placed The kingdom in you Jesus restored you And when he re- restored you That means when you accepted him The kingdom was placed in you through the spirit. The spirit of God that dwells in you possesses the kingdom of God It's in you. Now the ability that you had in that garden has been restored to you. Come on, listen to me. The ability you had, like Adam in that garden, has been renewed. You've been redeemed from being a slave, and you've been redeemed to being a free man. You've been redeemed from being cursed to redeemed to being a blessed person. You've been redeemed from toilet to redeemed to how a manager and a ruler again. A manager, a ruler, an authoritative figure that represents God's will purpose, culture, and lifestyle. There used to be a show. (laughs) Thank you, Holy Ghost. And it used to come on. (laughs) Y'all probably seen this. And it says the lifestyle of the rich and famous. And this dude comes on. You know, this is the, you know, I can't think of what he said his name was. But these are the lifestyles of the rich and famous. You know, driving in the, the jets and, and and flying across country to Italy. And and living in the fancy mansions in, called paradise. On the famous oceans of America and throughout the world. I mean, he's talking. I mean, you hear his voice. And he's made it so Lucrative and so luxurious, and he's talking about these other lifestyles of the rich and famous. Y'all remember the show, particularly you old heads listening to me. Lifestyle. It was a lifestyle, and it's how they look, and it's what they thought that they're rich supposed to look like. But there's a lifestyle in the kingdom, and it's what you're supposed to look like. You ain't supposed to be poor. You're not supposed to be broke. That's against the culture of heaven. That's against your rights as a citizen. Huh? You're not supposed to be sick. Why? It's against the culture of heaven. It's against the plan that God had for you. Success is your name. Victory is your name. Prosperity is your name. Riches and access to resources. That's your right. And here we are, we've been trying to give to get God to do something. And he didn't say do that. He said, seek me. Seek me so that you can receive that which belongs to you. And it's, it, But the purpose is not to get the stuff. The purpose was to seek him so you could know what what your rights are and who you are. And and in seeking him, you the other things are added to you. You don't have to worry about what you're going to eat. You don't have to worry about what you're going to drive and live here Because it's added to you. You, you got to understand that. So you don't give to get. Give because it's the culture. You give because it's the nature of God. You give because it's the character of God. So God so loved the world that he what? Gave. He gave what? He gave all he had. God gave everything when he gave his son. And here you are not follow his principle. His principle is to give. Now, So let me ask you a question. What do you have to do when you need deliverance? What do you have to sow? You sow the word. What do you have to do when you need healing? What do you have to sow? You sow the word. What do you have to do? Huh? What do you have to do when it looks like your marriage is failing? You sow the word. You apply the word. And what does that do? That opens the door. It brings in the The spirit of God, the presence of God. And what does that do? That begins to take care of the relationship, to heal things, to bring you up to a certain standard and a level. Likewise, what do you got to do when you want to increase? You sow the word and you do what he says do like you do in any other instance. So listen, just like faith comes, just like healing comes, just like deliverance comes, your peace comes. Your other victory comes, your increase comes the same way. Quit trying to think you got to go do something to make it happen. The thing you got to do is obey the voice of God. And that may be God sending you down the road to give to give a car. It may be God sending you down the road to give some time. It may be God sending you down the road to do something for somebody that you ain't never did before. I'm just not relegating it to just money. I'm telling you that God's got other things that gets you in to his presence to access resources. And that is based on knowing him, seeking him, and following his word. And when God's word is sown, access to the resources are granted. You know, the problem that we have, though, with getting our increase is that we've been so taught religion that we can't get it out of us. We think we got to go do something. We can't just receive it. What does a child born to a king have to do to get access to increase? Does he have to go pay for it? No. He has to earn it. He has to earn through maturing. He gets things as he steadily grows, you know, because he's a babe. But everybody in the kingdom knows who he is. And he knows who he is because he's taught... From a babe all the way through his childhood, I am a son of a king. I was born to a king. I am a heir to the throne of a king. What's your identity? Who do you think you are? You are not just a mere man. You were born with The ability to be like your father, just like the King of Kings, just like God. And I don't care how much religion try to talk us against it. They try to talk against Jesus about it, but he didn't come to try to teach religion. He came to teach culture, culture, citizenship, who you are. Because in this system, you were made to dominate. In this world, you were made to dominate. In this world, you were made to have authority. You are authorized dealer of the kingdom of heaven. You are authorized to initiate and bring the culture of heaven. That's why you gotta understand that when you go forth and you lay hands on somebody, there, when you understand that you're in the kingdom and you are operating out of the culture of God, then you know that it is your right that when you lay hands on the sick, they're gonna recover. Why? Because sickness is not in the kingdom of God. It is not part of the culture. And you have an authority that's been given to you. You have power that's been given to you. You have rights that are, that belong to you. To say that I am bringing the influence of heaven to earth and when I lay hands on the sick, they will recover. When I speak increase, it will come. Woo, uh, listen, I'm, I'm about to jump. I'm about to run in this place because I'm telling you, you've got to understand the word of God has got to be so. We have got to initiate the kingdom of God. We have got to bring the influence of the culture of heaven. We have got to bring the word of God back to the sea. We've got to get back to the basics. Instead of trying to build our kingdom, we need to be about building God's kingdom. Instead of trying to build our mansion, we need to be about building the... Place that God said we're supposed to build up. Build up people. Build up people. Everywhere you go, there's somebody around your pathway. There's somebody in front of you. There's somebody that God's giving you purpose to go build up. But you want to go build up your kingdom. You want to go build up your house. You want to go drive your fasted car. You want to go drive and live in your house. God's giving you the ability to bring purpose to people. Show them who they are. And that's when you'll start accessing your resource. That's when you'll see the heavens are working on your behalf. Here's what he says in Luke chapter 12. Listen to this. For where your treasure is, verse 14, there will your heart be also. So we were talking about the kingdom of God the other day when we started off. Look at this. Sell that you, what you have, give ups. Let me say something to you, for all of you that listen to me, just because I'm saying that you don't have to sow to get and all that, you sow the word, and I'm saying that you don't have to give money, look, to, 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 for you to get your increase. uh, Giving is part of the characteristic of God. It is part of the culture. And you need to settle in your mind that you're gonna always be giving. Abraham gave a tithe Not because he was obligated You tithe because you were obligated But God didn't command you to tithe in the beginning It came out of his love And affection for the father That's why he gave A tenth And you should be looking to do more than that Because why? The culture of God is to give When he sees his sons, what does he want to do? He wants to give to you. When he sees his family, what's he want to do? He wants to give to you. God wants you to give. When I see my son, all I do is give. When I see my wife, all I want to do is give. I want to give to her. I want to give to her. You're his bride. You're his sons. That's the way he sees you. The Bible says, Jesus says that, listen, husbands, the way you treat your wife is the same way I treat my church. How does he treat his church, his his body? And that's what he's talking about when he say church. He ain't talking about the building. He's talking about his ecclesia, his ecclesia, his government, his ambassadors, his representatives, his bride. When I see my church, how do I treat her? I want to give to her. I want to honor her. I want to love on her. And God said, That's what I do when I see my children. That's the way I am with people. What are you going to do? That's why He says, Open yourself up. He wants to do, He says, Say what you have. Why? He. It's not about the 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 things that he's trying to tell you. You can't have these things. He don't want things to have you. He wants you to seek him because those things are going to be added to you. He says, "Where your heart is, where your treasure, there will your heart be also." Why? Your heart needs to be about the purposes of the kingdom of God, not about your own your own plans, huh? There's a proverb that talks about the the plans of a man's heart. But that's not necessarily God's plan. God says, I know the thoughts I have for you, the plans that I have for you. I know what I want to bring to pass for you. I know the plans. When we keep trying to plan and do our own thing instead of God's thing. But giving is always going to be a part of the kingdom of God. You're always going to have to give. That's why he doesn't want your heart to be hooked on the things because if your heart is hooked on how much money you got, you're never going to give that money because that's what you value. If your money is on the things you drive in the house you live in, you're never going to be able to go do all the things God wants you to do because that's what you value. You value the things more than you value the relationship with God. You value the things more than you value your purpose. And God doesn't want you to value stuff more than you value him. So he says, don't seek that first. Seek me first. And when you start seeking me first, I'm going to open up heaven and release these things to you. Because now I know that I trust you. That I can trust you. Because I have your heart. And you have my heart. You've always had his heart. Since the foundations of the world And all he's ever wanted to do Was bless you But he says I want you to come in And understand that you are a child Of the most high God You are a king of the king of kings You are a son You are a son You are an heir You have a right To the same things that I have And I do What I am you are Who I am you are What I can do you can do when you invoke my culture, but invoking culture, invoking the influence of God, the, pre- the, 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 the the influence of heaven, means understanding who you are and where you come from. So we have to understand culture. We can't be religious. And what we've done, instead of talking about who we are and what we can do and what we got our rights to, We're just teaching people effects. We're not teaching people how to be. And you were put in the garden to become. You were put in the garden to be. God said, be fruitful and multiply. He didn't say try to go get the fruit. He says, the ability in you is to be fruitful and multiply. He wouldn't have told you to be fruitful and multiply if multiplication wasn't a part of your identity. But when you sow the word of God, multiplication is tied to sowing the word of God. Tur- turn with me to, to Luke. You've got to understand that we have got to preach the kingdom of God. Paul preached the kingdom. And we think that he just talked about the church, but he didn't. Paul was trying to establish the Ecclesia just like Jesus was. And the Ecclesia is the body of Christ, the bride of Christ Christ the representatives of heaven, the Ecclesia. He preached the kingdom. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you that he had to, there was a particular point in Paul's life where he had to understand the kingdom when he was getting beaten. And I'll go go to that before we finish this week. So stay tuned with me. Listen, I'm turning my page. We've got to teach people their purpose. We've got to teach people the ways of the kingdom. Jesus came saying, I'm here to restore the kingdom. I'm here to restore you to the kingdom, to kingdom perspective. And Jesus wants you and I to look good. Yes, he wants you to have great things. He wants you. But he says, I look, you seek me. He says, don't fret because of what the world looks like. I know they look good. They drive good things. I know they possess a lot of the stuff. He says, but don't fret because of what you see evil do is looking like. But put your desire in me and I'll give you the desires of your heart if you seek me. So God's not, he's okay with you having things. He just don't want things to have you. And I'm sorry. So many people been hooked up with things, having them. Luke chapter eight. Uh, Let's go. The better translation is my favorite translation. I'll pass that, even though I studied Luke chapter 8. I'll go to Mark chapter 4. Let's go there. Mark chapter 4. Unto you is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, verse 11. But unto them that are without, all things are done in parables, that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted, and their sins should be forgiven in them. See, when you start to really hear is when you become converted. And the kingdom is now in your home, in your house, in you. Your house, you, you, the church, remember that. You're the church. The kingdom is now in you. And Jesus says, know you not this parable, then how will you know any other parables? The sower sows the word. And these are they by the wayside, when the word is sown, when they have heard, who comes immediately? Satan. Why? Because the word is the preeminent principle for accessing the kingdom resources. You can't operate in God's kingdom without his word being sown. The principle of sowing the word has to be priority and therefore seeking God has to be priority because he is the creator of the word. He is the word. In, you hear me say it again. In the beginning was the word. The word was God. The word was with God. He is the word, and that word, that image, that idea, that that vision was placed in you. Not just a vision. The image of of, of who you are in Him is that is the image He gave you. Spirit speaking. You are a sp- uh, 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 not just a man, right? You're not mere man, but you're a speaking spirit. And what do you speak? You speak God's word. You don't speak anywhere, You speak God's word. But so many people got so messed up, man. They speak everything else. And then they go out to God. I need you, Jesus. I need a car. I need a house. Why are people doing that? I need money. No, you don't. You need to seek God. I'm telling you, I I, I learned this, man. I'm telling you, you need to seek him. And when you seek him, what's going to happen? Those things are going to open up. I'm going to tell you that. Why, why is it that when we get into the presence of God, all these things started, I mean, like snap, crack, a pop. It just starts happening. But then we start seeing things manifest for us and we, we having a good time now and we go back to mental ascent. Well, I got it now. It <laughs> just goes, hallelujah. You go to church and lift your hands up and you act churchy and you act religious and you act like you got it until another thing, something else break down. Or something else goes wrong. And then now you got to go in and really seek him when you should be doing this daily. Do you understand that? Daily, I go before God. Daily, I spend time with him. Daily, I seek him. I'm riding on those planes and I'm asking, what do you want me to say to this person that I gonna come on? Who do you want me? My, matter of fact, my prayer is, God, put me in position as I'm traveling today to, to be in front of the right people at the right time that you have for me and help me to say the right thing, to bless them, to show them that you love them. I'm talking about purpose. I'm talking about position. I'm talking about God's heart instead of yours. I'm talking about understanding who you are. Now, let me get back to the word and and, in Luke. Uh, uh, March chapter four because I got off. I want you to understand this. It's talking about the source, source of the word, and that immediately the enemy comes to to take away this word. It didn't say the devil sends other demonic spirits. It says he personally comes. Satan comes to take away the word. Why? Because this principle is the preface of everything in the kingdom. Sowing the word. And we've came to the scripture to try to teach people how to get money by sowing this word and getting 36 to 100 fold. And God never called you to do that. Yeah, i say that boldly. He never called you to do that. And I know that I'm I'm part of the charismatic movement. I'm part of pro- teaching prosperity. I teach prosperity. I believe in prosperity, but I believe prosperity comes by getting in the kingdom of God and doing your purpose, your assignment. I believe prosperity comes by seeking God and understanding things are added to you when you do what God said do, and that is seek him first then things are added to you, things of value, things that you are thinking about before you ever even mention them to God. Because you are understanding who you are and operating in your identity and your, and operating in an assignment, God starts giving you things before you even ask about them, but he knows what you're thinking. And then he starts to give it to you. Why? Because he's got your heart. He's got your heart. He doesn't have to consult. Well, does Fred love me? Is Fred going to do what I need him to do? He knows. He already knows. But he's waiting on you to get synced up with him. Because, listen, it ain't even about you in the first place. It's about him. It's about his namesake you walking around looking broke, busted, and disgusted and don't even understand that God doesn't, he doesn't like it. He doesn't, it it, it doesn't represent him. It's not pretty. I'm telling you, you're supposed to live in the best. You're supposed to have the best. But part of that is because you're not seeking him. And yet you're going around talking about, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus Christ. Oh, he's my savior. And oh, I believe in being holy, but how holy are you? I know this message is going to rub people the wrong way. But how holy are you? Do you really know who you are? Do you really know your identity? Because God says, I'm going to do it for my name's sake. At the name of Jesus, these things are going to bow down to you. Not because of who you are, because of my name is on the line. See, part of a king's culture is understanding, is for you to understand that, a king doesn't want his name to be the value. And when you walk around looking like a mess, when you walk around <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> when you walk around broke busted and disgusted, got that long face because things ain't working for you. But then you going around talking about God will provide. No, he's already provided. He won't, it's not he will provide He's already provided The problem is, and I know you don't know about Other people won't tell you, so I'm going to tell you The problem is, you haven't learned how to get To the provision that he already has Provided for you And part of that is is what I'm telling you Matthew 6, 33 Seek him, seek him first Get up in the morning, prioritize him you get up and go to that job and you prioritize that job because that job going to give you a paycheck. But that job is not your purpose. That job is just a way for you to start getting to the place that God has for you. He wants you to get a skill. He wants you to get something that's a trade, a, 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 a trade that's going to help you start learning who you are, build you over to your purpose, help you find your passion, and then start driving you towards assignments that he's going to start giving you now because you now found passion. You found a purpose. You found a skill. You're tapping into a gift. So all of a sudden, that job that you got, we talked about this on my last broadcast, is now training you for rainy pulling you in. You're in position and you're learning, but you're also around people. And God's trying to see, are you going to start talking to them for him? Are you going to start influencing those people for him? Are you going to start doing what he needs you to do on that job? Why he got you there? Ah, nah! I can't talk to nobody about Jesus. Well, well, go go retire there, cause that's why you put there so that you can influence, so that that job can know those people can know that you represent God, that you represent the kingdom of God. When 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 Pharaoh found out who Joseph was, what did he do? Everywhere Joseph went, in the prison, in the pit. Down in slavery, they knew who he was because he brought the influence of God even while he was there in slavery. Yeah. Now, he opened up his mouth and put him in some things, and I'm not sure that the Bible tells us that God meant for him to do that, but here's one thing I'm for sure of, that no matter where he went, he learned to let people know who God was, and he influenced them with the culture of God, and he, he was seeking God, spending time with God. God gave him interpretations of dreams, and that allowed the Pharaoh to see him for who he was, and God elevated him to the place of being the second in charge of all of the lands of Egypt. He gave him purpose. He put him in a place to rescue his own people, Israel. Why? Because Joseph sought God. He spent time with God. Daniel spent time with God. David spent time with God. What did he say? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. What? I shall not lack. I shall not lack. Because the Lord God shepherds over me. He looks after me. Why does he look after me? Because I seek him. He restores my soul. That's what it says. Matter of fact, I want you to hear something. Because I I said I was going to read this to you. Psalms 23. Listen to this. He refreshes and restores my life. Verse 3. He leads me in the paths of righteousness, uprightness, and right standing with him, not for my earning it. Not because I earned it, but for his name's sake. Why is God doing what he's going to do for you? For his name's sake, not for yours, for his name. He does not want to go down as being a king that cannot produce for his citizens. He does not want to go down for being a king who has citizens that don't look like him. That is not, that's why God says, you see in the Bible sometimes, for my name's sake, I did it. I know you went against me. I know you didn't obey me. I know I, but, but, you know, and he would go tell Moses, I'm gonna do this, not, not because they did everything right, but for my name's sake. I don't want the enemy to look at them and say, that's your people? No, that, he says, I'm gonna change it because it's my name on the line. And when they see me, the world ain't gonna come to me if I, if my people look messed up, Broke, busted, and disgusted. The world's not gonna come to me if my people are always got cancer and health problems. The world's not gonna come and acknowledge me if my people don't look like the glory that I possess. It's about my glory and I put my glory on you and the more you seek God and the more you spend time with God and the more you accept that He's, He's, you are who He says you are in the kingdom, you enter into this divine presence and the glory reigns on you and you take it everywhere you go in the four corners of the earth and that glory is with you and that glory attracts and that citizenship is up on you and it attracts wealth and it attracts increase and it attracts favor and the grace is working on you. And you can't help but to prosper. But you're trying to do it yourself. Glory to God. Man, glory to God. I'm talking to somebody. God's trying to get you to line up. God's trying to get you to understand. He's ready to show up on your behalf. But you're trying to do your own thing. And God says, do my thing first. We can go work on the job. And that's okay. But the job. It's not a job. That's why the Bible says everything you do for the master, do it as unto God. Why? Because the ultimate purpose is for his name's sake. Therefore, when the enemy try to put something on you, you look at God and say, for your name's sake, this can't come up on me. For your name's sake, I gotta look, I gotta, you gotta, you gotta open up the doors, God. For your name's sake, you gotta give me the favor with those people. For your name's sake, I don't care what the bank said. For your name's sake, I don't care what the doctor said. For your name's sake, Jesus said, you don't come for your name and in your name, He says, in my name, you shall drive out devil. In my name. You lay hands on the sick Why? Because my name is on the line I'm telling you This is one of the ways You access who you are You access what you have You access the resources of God Man, glory to God Man, I'm telling you That God's got got All the different ways That he can bring increase into your life You talking about Man, you don't have to beg no more Stop that, stop Don't do that no more The name of God Is on the line He is Jehovah Jireh He is the one who has already Looked ahead and provided for you Seek him Seek him I'm telling you, things are going to start exploding in your life as you seek Him, and while you are on that job, let me go back to that job. You have got to know that the purpose of being on that job is not just so you can please your employer. God's got a reason for you being on that job. That's why you shouldn't just accept any job without talking to God. You should talk to Him about where He wants you to be, what city He wants you to be in, because I'm telling you, God is an assignment giving God he gives you an assignment tells you where he needs you to be and while you are there you have got to get busy talking to people influencing them with the culture of God letting them know they are champions letting them know they are victorious letting them know God loves you do you understand that? when I was there in D.C. this a few weeks ago talking to this young boy as I was just telling you the other day And I was ministering to him, and I told him to bring his stuff down to the register because he couldn't pay for his prom stuff. I looked at him, and I said to him, he said, sir, why are you doing this? I said, son, Jesus died for you several years, thousands of years ago. And I said, you didn't have to work for anything. You didn't have to beg for anything. He did it because he loved you. And I says, love is the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. I don't care what people think. I'm not here to show off. I said, God's blessed me and my desire is to bless you today. I said, well, son, what I want you to take away from this as a lesson is this. God loves you. And because he loves you, everything you need is at your disposal. So today when you receive from me, understand you're not receiving from me. You're receiving from your father, your creator, your maker. And he has a purpose for you, young man. He has a gift inside of you. And that young man looked at me. He said, "Son," he said, "Sir, what can I do to repay you?" Man, I'm sorry, y'all, tears coming to my eyes. But he says, "What can I do to repay you?" I said, "There is nothing you can do to repay me." In a few minutes, I'm getting on the plane. And I'm headed back to Dallas. I said, "But here's what I want you to know: I want you to go do something for somebody else, and I want you to let them know they're loved by God." And the woman at the register is looking at me. She said, "Whoo!" I said, "What?" She said, that was so powerful. You doing that with a young man. She says, well, I'm a Christian. I said, well, then you should do the same things. Because our job is to show people who we are in the kingdom of God. And our job is to influence them with the kingdom culture. And one of the number one characteristics of the culture of God is the love of God. And that's why he did everything he did for you and I. It's because he loved us. And he's still doing it for us today. Because he loves us. He loves you. And that's why you don't have to fight for increase and you don't have to fight for wealth because wealth was set aside for you. He loves you. Access to resources was set aside for you. But you'll never obtain them if you don't seek him. Because where you're going to get transformed there is in the word of God seeking him. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by renewing of your mind. Present your bodies blameless and holy before God, which is your reasonable service. Approve unto him, which is your reasonable service. He said, don't be conformed to this world, to the way this world operates. Love is not the principle of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renewed to what? Renewed to who you are in the kingdom. Renewed to operate. You think you don't have to go through a renewing process to understand kingdom talk when we haven't been taught it? There is no, there is not many preachers on the face of this earth teaching kingdom principles. But I you: if you're a pastor, if you're a teacher, you're an evangelist, you're a prophet, then you need to teach people the kingdom of God. You need to teach people the ways of God. You need to teach people the principle of God. You don't need to teach them how to go get the stuff. You don't need to teach them the effects of the kingdom. You need to teach them how to become. You need to teach them how to be like God. Did you hear me? You need to teach them. We need to teach people how to be like God because they are made like God. Anything less. Then you die with your purpose not fulfilled. And that means you were murdered. Because you didn't fulfill your assignment or your purpose or the plan. You didn't let go of your gift and release it to the world. So turn with me real quick to Matthew chapter 10. And we gotta close this out, man. I'm, I'm I'm so excited talking to you today. I really hope you're getting this, and if you listening, I want you to write me at Pastor Fred at MadeAChampion I want to know. If there's something that you need me to go back on, I want to go back on it. I want to make sure you got this. You know, we're going to put these things on CDs for you, but we've been talking about culture. We've been talking about kingdom assignment. We've talked about in the last six months, we've talked about how to become who you're supposed to be in the kingdom. We've talked about purpose-driven wealth. We've talked about increasing the kingdom of God. I'm telling you, God is onto something. He knows where he wants to drive you to. That's why the Bible says God wants to take you to your wealthy place. How? In Him, in Him. That's all he tried to do was drive them. To, he tried to drive the mentality that they were already blessed to the children of Israel, that they didn't have to work for it. He was trying to show them that they were that they were His children, and yet they complained against Him just like you do because you don't want to put the work in to really read the Word to find out who you are and know who you know what you really can do when you operate in the Word. When you operate in the Word. Now, where did I say I wanted to go? Matthew chapter 10. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And we'll close out. Now listen to this, verse 10. And when he called unto his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now, that's what Jesus said in verse 10, uh, 10, in chapter 10, verse 1. Now, now listen to this. Uh, verse 7 says, as you go, go Preach, say the kingdom is of heaven is at hand. Now look what he said when he said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Let's say, let's let, now. I'm sure we can agree that when we say the kingdom of heaven is at hand, we're saying the kingdom of heaven is now on the scene. That's what Jesus is saying. Let me put it in simplicity: the kingdom of heaven is now on the scene. Now listen to the next verse. He said, "Since the kingdom of heaven is on the scene," that means when you know you're operating inside kingdom. of Principles and you operate under the access of heaven, the culture of heaven, and you're operating in agreement with heaven. Listen to what he says is going to happen. I want you to go do because you're operating. He says the kingdom of heaven is ahead. Then go heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, now freely give. Did you earn any of that? No. What did he say? You received it how? Freely. So what did he want you to go do now? Get it freely. Everything I am, everything I know about the culture, everything I know about the kingdom, I am freely giving it to people. I am going out to show them who they are. I'm laying hands on the sick. I was, uh, just the other day, a woman was going through on her job, and I told her, I said, look, I'm going to give you my car. I'm going to pastor you from a distance. I don't care where you are. She was from D.C., headed to San Diego, and I called and said, wait a minute, I said something in my spirit. I was praying for you, and something's going on with you. I'm going to pray over you right now, and I believe God's going to Break that thing that's going on in your workplace that you try to deal with. She was on an assignment and she was praying for some favor, and I began to pray with her. And a favor of God opened up the doors for her. She called me the other day and she told me, "Pastor, thank you. It was a divine connection for us to meet on the plane. God opened up the doors. He used you to show me who I am in the kingdom of God. Thank you." That's what we're supposed to be doing, showing people that they are part of the kingdom, showing people that God loves them, showing people that they have a purpose and a plan, and they are to spread that purpose everywhere they go. Be passionate about it. Don't ever stop. Don't let it go. I don't care what you heard from people and what you've been told about religious, that religious antics in this world is not God's way of operation. That's why he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his way of operating, his modus operandi, his way of being. Then these things will be added. Why? Because you're going to start operating the way he operates. And when you start operating that way, the devil can't stop you. He gets scared. He's not even scared of you preaching regular messages. But he's scared of you preaching the kingdom because He's his kingdom is on the line. Remember, he tried to take Jesus to the mountain to tell you, this kingdom I'll give to you. Why? Because his kingdom was on the line. And when you start talking about kingdom and understanding the kingdom, the devil gets scared because he says, that dude knows who he is and my kingdom is on the line. I can't let him do it. Now, I understand why he tried to attack me with counsel, but he couldn't kill me. He couldn't take me. I understand that I got refined for a purpose. And I'm not even mad about it because I became dangerous when I came out of there. I became, I, I won't say it because I want to bother some of you guys, but when I went through that experience, I found out who I was and I found out that I had a purpose and a passion and I knew that I had to live to show people who they were. And I'm telling you, you've got to live to show people who they are. My teaching time is up, but we're going to be right back here And I'm going to show you how to access the wealth that God has for you He loves you and more is coming to you Don't you go another day without seeking God's face and prioritizing Him first Numero uno, number one, God Let Him use you on that job, let Him show you what to do And you're going to see increase attract to you Because you now see yourself as a citizen Hey that's my teaching time Let me pray over you Father in Jesus name I thank you for the people Under the sound of my voice God I'm loving on them I thank you that every one of them Find their purpose And they walk in their guilt I pray for every pastor Every teacher That's under me Father that they begin to teach people Who they are Not just the effects of the kingdom But becoming who they're supposed to be In the kingdom Father, I thank you for the people that are here today, God, that's searching for how to be more and how to reach their gifts and their their God-given potential. Help them, Father, to find themselves and find themselves in you. Flood themselves with the purpose of God and in the assignment that you've given to them and allow true increase to be manifested to them, Father, so that when the enemy and the people of this world see them, they will say, they are the ones whom the Lord has blessed. Hey, guys. We want you to pray for us. We're getting ready to launch in Africa and the Houston market, and we're working on Dallas. We need you to be praying for us, standing in agreement with us. We believe that we're here to teach people how to win, how to reach their purpose. And we hope that we have been a blessing to you. If we are, write us at, at metachampion.com Every Friday on this broadcast is Giving Friday. As I've already stated, one of the keys to the kingdom of heaven is Giving. It's not just giving because I said give, it's giving because he says to. And you give what he says. I never tell a person I'm out. You pray to God and you give the amount that he says. And that's where tremendous increase will come. If you would like to give, you can do so by texting G-I-V-E. That's give, G-I-V-E and the dollar amount to 979-243-2148. Another way you can give is by texting to our cash app. Dollar sign winners in life. W I N N E R S I N L I F E. When you do that, please put your name on it so that we can give you credit for giving. And you can always give the old-fashioned way with a check in the mail. Our is coming. She'll give you that address if you'll want that here at the end of the broadcast. Hey, I always love having you on, man. We're coming right back next week. We're gonna continue talking about how to produce in the kingdom of heaven. As Oral Roberts always said, I continue to say, something good is happening on your behalf this week. You believe that and you receive it. And as we like to say, I love you, God loves you, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about that. See you next week.
1: We hope that you enjoyed that message from Frederick. We are here to partner with you so that you can win in every area of life. If you would like to contact Frederick, you can do so via email at PastorFred at MadeAChampion.com or write us at Victorious Life Ministries, 4621 South Cooper Street, Suite 131, Box 611, Arlington, Texas, 76017. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you. And remember, you are a champion.